go. That's a beautiful little preview on the intro here. Okay, I'm excited. It's uh, the first time I'm upping the production value to like week by week and staying consistent. Thank you for joining us back again on uh, Bedouin Banter. This is the special isolation series, isolation hour, banter, ranter. Uh, it is episode three. And in this uh, episode, I'm going to try to keep it as, uh, as concise as I can. I've been prepping as much as I can. Uh, it is going to be a special one um, because I'm going to be trying to rant about this, uh, this docu-series. I, I want to be able to bring up more uh, details about Corona-chan, but I don't know if you guys know this. Um, people are getting banned left and right for even talking about it on YouTube. Um, I think WhatsApp has limited is why I covered that today on, on the radio. They've limited the amount of people that can share stuff on WhatsApp, specifically articles and, and things like that, which I'll, I'll see. I'll look into the rules and see if I can mention Corona-chan. That's why I'm saying Corona-chan, because um, it's the only way you get away with it, apparently. Uh, but they are restricting non-official sources from talking about it. Uh, even though I wanted to originally talk about this girl in Bahrain that recently got into trouble with the uh, cyber crimes division, which I'm very familiar with. Those guys are cool. Uh, don't don't ban me. Don't arrest me. But she got into a lot of trouble because she was spreading misinformation. Some really bad stuff, by the way. Uh, but I'm not going to get into it until I can find out what the YouTube rules and uh, terms are. They want to get striked. Uh, stricken? They want to get stricken. Smitten. Well, last time I almost I actually got claimed on that dog video, which was, apologies, was a little bit loud on the audio. I couldn't tell at the time. Uh, but yeah, the the claim came in from uh, the Quran recitation in that small clip, in that small video. I didn't know you could monetize your reading on the Quran. I didn't know YouTube claims actually were able to pick it up. Good on them for being that technologically advanced, especially when it comes to money. But I feel like you owe royalties up there somewhere. Just saying. Or at least let it go to charity. Making money off of that. Alright, so today we're not talking about that. We are talking about all things, all things, tigers, corona, lions, tigers, bears, oh my. That is right, the Tiger King show, the docuseries that is out on Netflix right now has been out for a week. Um, I was excited to see it because it was uh, one that people had talked about a long time ago. And I remember seeing some uh, tidbits of the news mentioning the guy. Uh, Joe Exotic Joe was actually in the news of Florida at the time uh, when I was there 2017 and I didn't know who he was I just saw some people covering some weird stuff because they were talking about Tampa they were talking about Carl Baskin Carol Baskin sorry not Carl Carol Baskin the woman that is in the docuseries that is uh, currently taking a lot of shit for uh, this whole documentary if you're not familiar with Carol well, let me edumacite you. She is, uh, first, actually, let's go back to Joe Exotic. First, I need a banner that's gayer than this one. This is how we're going to introduce you to Joe. There he is. That's how gay we're talking. Okay, so Joe. Joe is from Oklahoma. Uh, he, ho he has a wildlife preserve, a zoo, uh, and he started it from nothing based off of his, uh, uh, his original passion, having come out of a, a, a car accident. Having lost his brother as well and kind of like coming back from rehabilitation and phys physiotherapy and all this stuff and having met this guy who kind of got him into the love of tigers and that is the sad part about this story is that you could genuinely see this roller coaster train wreck kind of start off from somewhere good somewhere that was all about loving animals loving these tigers and turn into the weirdest 
Grand Theft Auto style. What is that shit? Smart laptop. Somebody's texting me, I think, from my phone. They don't realize my WhatsApp's on. Right now, I muted it. So yeah, it's the weirdest story. It's 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 basically like a Grand Theft Auto come to life. It's like Vice City come to life. Somebody goes from humble beginnings and ends up losing control of everything because they just go deeper, deeper, deeper into their own delusions, into their own lies. Someone that is that charismatic, that much of a leader figure in his community, somebody that has, you know, managed to, I think they said it in the, in the docuseries, like got a bunch of misfits around him and uh, managed to kind of like redeem them by giving them jobs, giving them a life and a living. And, you know, this is the type of person you could see that was in the show with him. This, uh, this girl right here, this uh, young woman, she was uh, like, by the way, that's a bad sign. Why is that still up there? That shouldn't be up there. Take that down. Still up there? It is still up there. There we go. I'm really getting bad at this live stuff. Need to figure it out. Had a live transition graphics. This is why you need somebody dedicated for this. All right, there we go. So she's she's um, she's somebody that straight off the bat, like I said, you just see that and you immediately go, okay, this is not going to be good. She she doesn't have a hand. She's lost her hand. And there's another guy in the whole show that I couldn't find a photo of at the moment because I can't remember his name. He he, did, he didn't have any legs. And the first thing I did was look at my wife's shadow. I was like, this doesn't look good. <laughs> Somebody, because like, you, you don't even know. They don't even talk about any accidents at the time. But if you're around around 200 plus tigers, lions, ligers, bears, wolves, I'm assuming hyenas, gators, all in o Oklahoma, then somebody's getting something bit off. With with good old gay exotic Joe being who he is. By the way, yes, he is gay. Which is it was really sad, by the way, that a lot of people didn't watch the show in the Middle East because of that. I keep telling people, I was like, what is wrong with you? This is a case study. Could you imagine that like somebody's life that is somebody that is that messed up, that down the rabbit hole, that ends up at the end of the whole docuseries actually doing the most unspeakably unspeakable, unthinkable thing. To try to take out his competitor, or the woman, Carl Baskin, the one I mentioned before, and and eliminate her and her annoying wildlife preserve from ever talking smack about him and his organization. Uh, this guy is, yeah, he's, he's flamboyant, like I said, charismatic, he's gay. Uh, his, his husbands are like, yeah, husbands, more than one. They're... They were like wrangled into this because they were meth heads. And you could see it like that's another thing. Just like the arm is missing the freaking teeth. And you're like, it's, uh, there we go. That's meth. It's some good old Oklahoma meth right there. Yeah, he's, he's a guy that is, you know, the most unusual thing. You couldn't have written him into existence. Like if I, I pitched this as a script to you, outside of Grand Theft Auto, you would be like, this is, this is too over. This is over the top. I can't, I can't believe that this character would be real. The stories are just a bit too much. And that's the funny thing is that his whole life was documented because he got this whole producer as his kind of zoo built up and, you know, grew up around him and he got all this shit. This producer came in to film his whole experience telling him I could pitch this as a reality TV show. Give you all the, you know, the rights to it. Well, there's a story about that later on. I don't want to spoil everything for you guys in case you haven't seen it yet. I did give you a buffer zone of about a week and a half. But, um... Yeah, he, he gets this producer who films his whole life. So you get to see every aspect of his life on film. 
And that's why people don't find it believable because they didn't realize that that film and footage was there because he was like, he, he had the cameras on 24-7. There are some messed up scenes in this docuseries. Specifically, and for the guys that have watched it, the, that's going to be a meme. You don't know what I'm talking about now if you're just watching this for the first time, you've never heard of the show, or you have heard something, and you're planning on seeing it. Well, keep going. Even if you stopped, keep going. Don't judge him just because he's gay. Don't be that kind of Arab dude. My family members I know have done that. I was like, dude, this is what makes the story even better. The, the fact that they are the most cliched looking... Like, if you wrote these in Archer, like these, these are characters from the TV series, the animated series Archer. That's what this feels like. It doesn't feel real. But it is real. And that's what makes it crazy. And there is something about, something insane about animals and how they drive people crazy or give them megalomania, delusions of grandeur, ego, going from such humble beginnings and then owning like 200 tigers, a zoo, a pretty much a cult of people around you. All of them, by the way, as I said, misfits, people he took out of prison, people that he saved from like derelict jobs and absolutely no pay. And they're willing to actually live in the shittiest conditions on the zoo, like with rats in freaking drawers. Just because he's given them a life worth living and they actually have a, this amazing connection to the animals. And that's what's fucking weird, man. Because when it starts off, you see this genuine love and passion from everybody there. That they're really attached to these animals. And you would be because they're cute. But they're also going to viciously assault you. And as things kind of got worse and worse, you notice that it's not the animals and the fear of the animals and the things that the animals have done. That caused them to kind of lose faith in the whole organization, in the whole community, in the scene. Uh, it's actually the, the people on top. The guys that run these zoos, these nature preserves. They're all fucking insane. All, every single one of them. It's just, it, there is something about it. I don't know what it is about owning tigers. And I know what some of you are saying. Because there's like dudes like this guy. Doc Antle. He, he has a cult of people around him. He's literally got like wives that that follow him around. He's got multiple wives. It's the same thing. Another theme, by the way. Another guy who owns a zoo. And he doesn't have multiple husbands. He has multiple wives. He doesn't call them wives though because it's technically not legal. Polygamy. Where he lives. I can't remember which state it was. Joe Exotic. from Oklahoma. And Carol Baskin is from Tampa, Florida. And Doc Antle, this guy, I don't remember where he's from. But he's got multiple girlfriends. Got the, Gave all of them a house of their own. Halal, yani. At least he's halal. He's making sure they're all getting their equal opportunity. And then, of course, you have somebody like uh, Carol Baskin right here. I'm going give to give you a little bit of a tweak, a sneak peek into her. This is what she basically stands for. It's Carol in a cage right there. And Carol, uh, part of Big Cat Rescue, is really uh, the, the, the thing that drives Joe crazy all throughout the series. Because she represents this uh, wildlife preserve or uh, habitat that kind of rescues big cats from, you know, performers, zoos, these uh, cub petting events that go on in these zoos where people kind of like want to have a photo op with a tiger, which is nasty, by the way. I don't know why. There's something wrong about that. The fact that you're like, oh, look at me. I'm with a tiger. I'm doing it for the Instagram. Come on. I'm with her on that side of things. It's like it's all messed up. But they're all fucked anyway. Because if you're at this zoo, 
and and you you all preserve or otherwise wildlife or otherwise they shouldn't be at your freaking zoo now she calls her place a retirement home for big cats so they can't go back into the wild but honestly if if we're going to judge this by like 10 years down the line i'm i'm pretty sure even her enclosures would be considered wrong if you give it like 20 15 years cats want to fucking run around they don't want you to grind food or in this case grind your husband up as the accusation goes and feed it to them. They want to fucking chase things. Cats, have you seen even just day-to-day house cats? They get all cracked out. Whenever they see something they can chase, it's in their instincts. It's built into their freaking primal nature. They need to hunt. You can't do that to them. They're not regular cats and dogs. Like Even cats and dogs are barely functioning whenever a car goes past or something runs out the window or a bird comes by. And they just like, I don't know, like that weird freaking sound you hear from cats. Have you ever heard it? If you have, if you've owned a cat, you know the sound I'm talking about. Is they're kind of like crouching close to the window. I'm sorry, I'm a bit cracked out myself. Very little sleep these days. Uh, it's cold in this room. I have a massive headache, and I've been told to be more animated by some people. I'm hoping this is a suffice. I feel like at least I have a lot more fun with you guys here than I do on radio. For fuck's sake, there's nobody there. Roads are dead out there because of the Corona-chan. In any case, we talked about Carol, and she's accused by Joe Exotic because they have a back-and-forth propaganda war. A back-and-forth war where she's claiming he's abusing animals and all these, like, zoo pet cubbing, cubbing, not clubbing. (laughs) <laughs> the little cubs, the tiger cubs and lion cubs, the, the petting and the photo ops and all this stuff is just, you know, you're you're interrupting the animal's natural cycle. It's sleep, it's food, uh, you know, subjecting them to film and crowds and loud noises and people that are just touching them all the time, probably even getting infections. And Joe Exotic loses his shit because he feels like these animal rights PETA people are judging him based on a standard that's, uh, you know, like... On, a, on, on some level, is hypocritical considering her environment. He loses his shit, hires a helicopter at one point. There's some crazy shit in this. Please watch it. If I just spent three hours right now trying to explain everything to you just on that one topic, I couldn't. But like I said, that one of the things that he does, which is the, the one that turns the meme on the internet, the one you've been seeing about Carol, good old Carol in the cage. Good old Carol! Cage Carol! The accusation from Joe is that she's, you know, she killed her husband because her second husband went missing. And that's the biggest one. And there's a few things that lead into it. Uh, there, there's things like, you know, the will he left or whatever it's called. I can't remember what it's called. Basically, the thing that gives people power of attorney to the estates, the finances. And he was a millionaire, apparently. Uh, well, that turns out not to be necessarily the case. I looked into this. Because she is pissed off. Carol. Car- Carol Baskin. Is the son, son and daughter of Satan. She, do not, uh, she does not understand that cats live in the wild because they want to be with us. They're in the wild to get to us. Yeah, we take care of them. Well, good old Carol right here. She's She has a huge following, obviously, on Facebook and other places on, on the social media. And she built it up over years. After her husband, the second husband, the millionaire, disappeared. And the accusation is that maybe she killed him. Maybe she fed him to the tigers, put him in a grinder and fed him to a tiger. And, and, or tigers. There was investigations. There was a lawyer that was uh, representing the, the, the guy that 
that the husband or is it the husband or is it Joe's? I can't remember. There's a lawyer in the, the whole thing that kind of talks about the do- the document of the power of attorney. And the fact that the first thing mentioned on there is that that oh, if he had disappeared. If he disappeared, then she would get power of attorney over the estate, and there's some conflict of interest with the the other woman that was running also the business alongside the couple, uh, which was the the, the fir- third person of power. This is, I'll call her the assistant for now. I don't want to say secretary because that's not right. It's politically incorrect. But um, it turns out most of it was bullshit because Carol actually gets in touch with Netflix and writes her own blog. Uh, I read it the other day. Uh, it's pretty in-depth. She addresses every single point. She says that, that she was taken out of context multiple times, misrepresented multiple times by people on Netflix and uh, the documentary. And she asks and begs people, begs them to reconsider. And I went into it. I, I can tell you, go to Big Cat Rescue, just to be fair to her, because I'm about to just rip into her in a, in a few more minutes as well. But I want to be fair to her as well. So go to bigcatrescue.org. Uh, the specific link is, it says slash, so .org slash refuting Netflix Tiger King. Just search that. It's in between hyphens and stuff. And she, she addresses everything. The time leading up to Don's disappearance, Don's wealth, which she states that Don was, first of all, mentally losing his shit. He was diagnosed as being bipolar, which was confirmed because she has links to a lot of things on here, including uh, a lot of the testimonies and, uh, and court decisions made by judges. Uh, he was not in his right state of mind. And the first thing I could tell from reading into it is that he was freaking bipolar. Uh, he had issues. He would spend money constantly. And he, was lo- he would lose his shit around her. And she tried to basically kind of make it work in the business. She loved him. She tried to make it work in the business. But uh, he was like wasting money left and right. Buying stuff that he didn't need. That he thought he could flip. Like for some business project or another. He never ended up doing it. Uh, so maybe that's just incompetence. But it does sound... I, I could tell you from two things. The fact that in the docuseries, his own family actually confirms the fact that he's a sexaholic. So he does cheat on her a couple of times. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, maybe that's what drove, drove her crazy. She wants to kill him. She, she killed her husband and dug up a septic tank, stuffed him in it. Oh, that woman's crazy. No, I think... Because he's a sexaholic and they admit that, they use specifically that term, uh, I think he, he is bipolar. I think he was developing some mental condition or not, or, or not, or other, otherwise, words. She was, he was developing something. And I don't know if he has Alzheimer's, which is what she said was most likely what was going on, because he would get forgetful, he would not, he wouldn't know what, where he was at times. And she said during those days, Nobody really had a diagnosis for Alzheimer's. Nobody knew what it was that, like, in that in-depth detail that we do now. So maybe she's applying this ret- retrospectively. But she's saying, you know, he was never a millionaire when we first well met. The Don's wealth, you know, uh, was kind of built upon this empire that he was building whilst they were together. Uh, and it wasn't as much as people make it seem. It's like it may have been worth six figures and, you know, he was coming from a very modest background. Some people would have felt he was rich, uh, including Anne McQueen, who had access to his books. Uh, Like he provided bank records. She says a bunch of stuff. But she says also that at one point he – one day at a bank, he overheard a bank officer say he had a $20,000 loan in default and he would be glad to sell it for $2,000. He got the information and because he could not read beyond a first grade level, asked me to look into it. 
and briefly bought the loan, foreclosed, and sold the property for a substantial profit. That is what got us into the real estate business. So they kind of did it together. This is verifiable. They could have looked into this. Netflix could have mentioned this. And that's why there's a lot of the fluff. Like if there's anything in this docuseries that I feel like is a bit of an like a reach is the stuff about Carol. Because they're the most boring two in the docuseries. Like if I had to film something, I'd be like, here's a crazy fucker. Here's Joe. He's crazy, gay, flamboyant, and got tigers and blows shit up. And then you got freaking Doc Antle, who basically the guy from before, he has a cult around him. Quite literally a cult. Like they're all in cults. But this guy takes it to another level. Because not only does he have wives, as I mentioned before, good old Doc has the women in his freaking park dressed up like as tigers and all kinds of weird shit just to give them... Do I have the photo? Do I have it on here? Do I have the graphic? Oh, there we go. Tiger cult girls. Tiger cult. And he has them dressed up and he's he's like a... I guess he's Hindu. I wasn't sure. I thought he might have been Baha'i at one point. But these are the girls that are, you know, handling the tigers. These are not his wives. Some of them are, but most of them are just, you know, intentionally hot, hot female handlers. You'd call them, I guess. But this was just to draw people in. And he he was like, yeah, Bhagatva, what, what is the name of the... He, get, he has this Hindu name, title, whatever you'd call it. Bhagravi. I can't, I can't remember what it was. But he's got the whole thing going. The hippie cult vibes, the little drums at the start of everything. Put your penis inside me. That's what the the whole cult was kind of about, I guess. Was him getting his dick wet. It's what most cults start off as. How can I get tigers and dick? It's Joe's case. And then for him, it was like, how do I? How can I get tigers and more pussy? Pussy on top of pussy. That's how he thought about it. He thought that that would be the appeal for everybody else. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking crazy white people, right? Because that's literally what what O.J. Simpson said. Because after all the accusations to Carol and the whole meme of her basically having killed her husband when he disappeared, there's something with a flight, him not being able to fly to Puerto Rico, I don't know. O.J. says she did it. He would know, right? <laughs> he could tell. OJ quite literally like went on Twitter and accused her of this shit. I had a graphic, but then it went down. Uh, but I will show you what he was saying on a statement. Hopefully you guys can hear this. Listen up. Hey, Twitter world, yours truly. I just got back from the golf course where I actually played pretty well. Uh, now it's back at home, back to the couch, back to television. I've had so many people on my case asking me to watch some show called Tiger King. Well, yesterday I watched this show, and oh my God, is America in this bad a shape? I watched about six episodes of this show, and I couldn't even believe what I was looking at. White people, what's with you and wild animals? Leave them animals alone. <laughs> the show is crazy. What up, Twitter world? It's so crazy, you kind of keep watching. Yeah. What I stabbed people. There's not a shred of doubt in my mind. That lady's husband is uh, oh. Tiger Sashimi right now. I, Tiger Sashimi. I thought for a second I'm he was going to... I thought for a second he was going to like slip like a Freudian slip. Like, I'm sure 100% because I am I know I'm an expert. That husband stabbed her. What? I mean, he's sashimi. Sashimi? 
Hey, Twitter world. If I did it, OJ, OJ Simpson thinks she's guilty. Fucking OJ. So because of this shit, now, uh, because of the Netflix thing and her actually trying to defend herself and refute all these claims and saying that she was misrepresented, all these videos, all these celebrities jumping on board, even goddamn Cardi B saying she's going to start a GoFundMe for Joe Exotic because he's in prison probably for the rest of his life because of everything he did. He he tried to freaking kill her. Like, half-assed. I think he was framed for that, by the way. As in, the other guy, the other sleazebag in the show, who I will not get into now. I'll get into later. The other sleazebag kind of tricked him into accepting it, but he got tricked and he did it. He did accept, like, a dumbass to hire somebody to to, to basically kill her. Like, even the, what are they called? The ATF? Federal Bureau of, was it Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms? No, was it them? No, it was the wildlife people. Can't remember what they're called. Um, but yeah, they were they were trying to basically set him up. And they were using all his partners as informants. And then his partners kind of turned on him and turned on each other. And they were like, hey, come on. We can turn together on him. And then he's on his own. And then we can fuck him and take his zoo away from him. And then I realized that zoos are bullshit. Because that was the end of it for that guy. Anyway, the sleazebag, Jeff Lowe. Whatever the fuck his name was. This Jeff Lowe. But God damn it, OJ. The part where you're probably thinking the same way that OJ's thinking is like, why would, why are white people keeping tigers? Why, right? What is the deal? But honestly, I had that thought and then I remembered something. Deep down in my soul, I remembered something really important. That if they're tiger kings and queens, then we're goddamn tiger emperors. Okay? We've, we started this shit way back. We are the emperors. We have the empire of holding exotic animals. Even now. Even after the UAE, other places, freaking Kuwait. All these places are trying to get this shit banned. And they did in 2017. The UAE got it banned. Owning exotic animals. But we know it still exists. We saw the Instagrams. We know people do it. Uh, maybe not as blatantly as they did before. But at least the people that have the wasta. And uh, pussy on pussy action that you're saying here. At least they did uh, get away with it in one way or another. So it's weird. I think it's weird. I think the fact that either you're going to let the tigers live in their own freaking habitats. Not in goddamn Florida or Oklahoma or anything else. But uh, since they're already there and they're being raised in captivity. And if you took them back to India or some shit where they've never been before. They'll probably get mauled. Some jacked fucking Indian tiger would probably take him out. Be like, what is your bitch-ass pussy doing here? Gondua. Slap his ass. Like, no, see, I'm, I'm from Florida. I came from a nature preserve. I just wanted to be with my people and do some yoga. You don't understand. Tiger style. It's more like the guy from Street Fighter. Terrible Indian accent. But you can imagine. Right? That's what happens usually with animals and wildlife. You can't really release them back into the wild because they don't know what the fuck to do. It's kind of like most of us right now in this whole thing. It's like, ah, fuck, internet, not working. What do I do? No access to technology or civilization. Am I fucked? Yes, you're fucked. Things will never go back to normal. <laughs> no. no. We're fine. But that's just a taste of what it means to try to go back to nature. It's scary shit and tigers can't handle it. Bears maybe because they're vicious killing machines. 
But still, most of these animals, especially like the SeaWorld stuff, they can't go back out there. They've been pussified by us. So we have to keep them until they just retire in Carol Baskin's home or some other goddamn nature preserve or another. And I'm thinking, you know what? We have some crazy shit. Not just like as Arabs. But you, you look at this article about this one Kuwaiti chick from 2017 and the guy does an expose about her. And she's got a house full of them. Tigers, ligers, cheetahs. Cheetahs, the, I think, the popular one because they're more manageable, I feel. They're the ones that are, like, easier. And, and like, honestly, cheetahs probably are going to just run away from you instead of attack you. Still a scary prospect. But why? Why not just a dog? A big dog. Why something that can kill you? And I know some of them feel like, oh, it's a status thing. You know, I, I own the bigger tiger. I own the white tiger. I own the tiger that has one green eye, one blue eye, and yellow balls. I don't know why this is special. It's like freaking license plates. But in the Gulf, we want that kind of uniqueness, that branding power, that gaudy, over-the-top, golden bullshit. And I get it in one way, because I don't want to tell people, hey, don't go out there and own something that's unique to you. I'm just saying, you got this pretty goddamn easy. These tigers are what shipped from like Somalia. I was looking into this earlier. They're shipped from Somalia, Sudan, Kenya, other places to Yemen where they're trafficked in Yemen. And then, and this is might be out of date, by the way, for all I know. So don't quote me on this as being literal fact. But they're shipped from Yemen and then go, they go to somewhere like Kuwait. And these, these buildings that are right next to the airports that have a ton of wasta, uh, they sell them to people. And they just basically get them through customs illegally without anybody knowing any better. And she talks about, it's like, oh, since I was a kid, I've wanted a tiger. I'm not sure why. I have no fucking clue why. That's why. Because of fucking Disney. Princess wants to be a princess. And she wants to, like, properly do the tiger shit and feel like she's in a status environment. Feel like she's special. Because apparently there's some obsession with girls and tigers. That's what Doc, Doc cult my ass with Lady Tiger Friends Ansel says. Is that the women love the tigers. Don't know what you're doing with them, but you're weird. I'm going to judge you. You fucking judge me from my video games all the time. So... That is the problem, is that you have people that do shit like that, and they don't know that the, if you want to have a tiger, let, let's say I'm not going to judge you, but you, you want to go ahead and you have your goddamn tiger, go ahead, have your tiger. But at least do it the way they used to do it. If you want to feel powerful, you want to feel better than people, I'll, do, I'll tell you the same thing that I tell hunters. Go and hunt the way they used to. Like, go catch the goddamn tiger yourself. Like, be like, I fucking own this tiger. I learned Mongolian hand wrestling, greased my body up, trained for months with Conor McGregor and five of the Gracies, and then I jujitsued its fucking neck to the ground, dragged it back to Kuwait City, and then stuffed it in a couch, made it wait there for a week while I pissed on it. Is that your status symbol? I feel like PETA would at least respect you if you did that. If you could at least grab a tiger yourself. Instead of having some, like, miskeen, Yemeni Some guy from Yemen that's going to go and get your freaking tiger for you. Seriously. Like, 
How did we get to this point? How did we get from goddamn Jasmine and Kitty Cats to this situation? You know, my favorite part is uh, this image. Because it's not just tigers. Like, this is why I, I, I laugh at the Americans. Because they're always, they feel like they're crazy. But I feel like if we had a docuseries, like, a, like footage, 24-hour footage in the Middle East with people that are that influential, that are that powerful. If you had the cameras rolling 24-7, and we're just seeing snippets of it on Instagram. If you had cameras on a docuseries, it'll be 10 times crazier than Tiger King. Just look at this shit. That, that is Fal Falcon Emperor right there. Hit the preview, come on. There we go. Falcon Emperor. What was it, like 100 birds? All on a flight out of Saudi? That is amazing. You can see them just, they're just chilling there. There's something all creepy. like Because I grew up around falcons just like those my whole life. And I remember seeing them. They always looked they always looked like they were just intimidatingly waiting. They're just waiting for the right time until you pass out. Acting like they can't see shit. Well, then we know they can hear everything. They're just judging you behind those freaking cows. But again. So yeah. That is the kind of shit we're talking about. Imagine if we had a docu-series in the Middle East with that level of like, oh my god, I had no idea these guys existed. This guy has an elephant in his house to take him up and down the stairs on the first and the second floor. That's it. It's the only job the elephant has. Sometimes it might shower. Sometimes it makes him shower. That's about it. I just ride my elephant. Other people have freaking peacocks. That's like... That's exotic pets light. Like every Persian in Bahrain has a peacock. There are people that like and we go, oh, quails. You know. Could you imagine if there were freaking unicorns? Why am I saying unicorns? Unicorns. Imagine if we had them. That'd be a whole level. Next level kind of bullshit. It's like, I need my goddamn unicorn. Or imagine if science like actually allowed you to splice shit. Like you could actually tell like. I want a, a bear that has a white face, a brown butt, and a horse dick. Why do you want him? Because they got the money. That's what I want. That's what the people want. Give me a bear with a horse dick. Don't ask questions. Just give it to me. God damn it. So yeah, cult leaders, all these freaking zoo owners... Are crazy they they started this shit years ago even back when like in the 70s and 80s and things kept getting worse and worse no matter what they did things got worse so let me get you to, to i'll just continue the story for some of these guys and maybe we'll come back to the arab part of it but there's this guy jeff Lowe, who is the business partner partner that came in to help joe exotic as this whole thing unfolded. Right? So this guy, where is this photo? Can't find it. There he is. Look at him. He's such a douche. This guy like speaks to all douches everywhere. Always the tiger and a Ferrari. For us it's a cheetah and a Lexus or no, a cheetah and a either a Maserati or G-Wagon. G-Wagon. That's the common one. Yeah, that's the one. Joe. Jeff, I mean, sorry. 
Jeff Lowe. This guy came out of Las Vegas, and he was like uh, Joe Exotic's saving grace when the zoo was uh, losing money because he kept trying to take Carol to court, and she took him and took his money and made him pay out. He tried to fuck around with the money, uh, like hide it, change the ownership of the zoo repeatedly, like using one employee after the other to kind of like sign off to the ownership of the zoo. Just to be able to like hide the money around. So it will make it more difficult for the lawyers. But the lawyers are like dude this is what we do. Just changing the name doesn't make any difference. We're just going to file another suit the next day. Thanks for giving us the lawyers bills. But um. Because they'll they, if they win they make you pay all of that shit. If you make them go around the runaround. And it, it, it the longer it takes. For things to settle. The more you have to pay their bills. Because they had to go to court. Because of your shit. So, lawyers always win, no matter what, in these things. It was smarter to just settle. And that's what most of his friends told him. Well, I don't know if there were friends at the time. There was some crazy shit happening at the time. But, it was was a, a losing battle for him. And he kept losing money and losing money. And then he wanted to run for office. But that was later, when Jeff came into the picture and saved him as an investor. Somebody with money and business experience. He's got the know-how, and I am the spirit, the soul of this zoo. And from what I can tell, Jeff seemed like he was just, like, obsessed with hookers and getting tigers into hotels in Vegas so he can get, like, three ways and other weird shit happening for him because his wife was a swinger as well. She didn't mind, apparently. Had no issues. My mic is low? Shit. Is it? Seems fine. Oh no! Please don't tell me it's low again. Nobody said anything on my WhatsApp. Uh, bad law, you're the only guy on the mic saying it's low. I hope it's okay now. Can you hear me fine? I was trying to speak from a distance, Shui. I wasn't sure if it was okay with it all. Because I don't want to yell at you guys. Because I feel like clips when I'm, I'm listening to it myself. I feel like it actually is pretty high on the mixer. Turned it up a bit. That's a shame. It might might need that means I might be able, have to like re-upload everything with some audio editing. God damn, it's a waste. Anyway, so this guy Jeff, and I looked into this by the way. Apparently, there's more shit coming down the line—a possible episode, an extra episode about this freaking nut job, and the fact that he almost went to—he almost served all of his time because he got caught in, in Vegas. Sneaking fucking tiger cubs in his suitcase. Little baby tigers in suitcases. This is how much of a sleazebag asshole this fucker is. Because he comes from a background where his grandfather apparently owned a circus. But for all we know, this that could be bullshit too. Uh, and his fake Ferraris and, and fake tits as well. His and the girls. I bet you, you see this fucker tries to act like he's hard. But I bet you he could beat the shit out of him. Um... 
he he's uh he he goes to hotel rooms and gets caught sne- gets caught sneaking these tigers in doing all kinds of weird shit like tour bus got tours with like people on them and tigers like play around with the tigers whilst you're on the bus you're on a bachelorette par- party and these tigers can maul you by the way 3 months in so not a smart thing to do with tourists tourists I'm starting to speak like the George W Bush tourist tourists and the guy is so so weird because like he ends up and I looked into this. I'm sorry, this is gonna be like weird for people later on, especially my wife. But uh, <laughs> I looked into this in depth to just find out who this fucker is because he deserves his own docu series. He's the guy that helped Joe Exotic kind of uh, meet the guy that was basically gonna take out Carol, Killer. Get 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 it done. And he has like weird preferences and stuff. He talks about. All these things he's done in Vegas, big cars and shit. And all you could see is his sleaziness, his, his weird stuff that he's done. This is one of the things. He, he hired a nanny. This is the nanny. She's in the docuseries. She's real, by the way. She goes out on Instagram now says she wants to spill the beans. She wants everybody to know the truth. Because apparently she knows the truth. And I looked into it a bit more. I'm sorry. But yes, that's her. She's real. Turns out she's real. Um, that's maybe not real, but she as a person is. And she she was uh, part of the whole thing. She says she knows a lot of it. She was around for some of it. And she wants to spill the beans on him. So there might be another episode or even maybe a full-fledged docuseries on Jeff Lowe and his bullshit and shenanigans. Because there's more to the story. You can tell that they trapped and set up Joe some way or another, cause this whole thing to go down in the end, take him out. Oh, it's fine. That comment was posted a while ago. Okay, thanks. And yeah, it's like the whole thing kind of spirals down to bullshit as as Joe loses money and relies more on Jeff, and Jeff kind of like gets him to sign off on him owning the zoo and telling him like this: "I'm the new owner of the zoo." You're just a figurehead. And as the figurehead, Joe kept, you know, doing weird shit and wasting money and even taking money, signing f- fake fake signatures, forging Jeff signatures and um, basically spending money on his campaign uh, first run for president and then run for governor of Oklahoma, which both failed, by the way, miserably. Like, even though it was, was good for his popularity, I guess, and probably may- in some ways maybe good for the zoo. Like, if he just did it for a while and then was like, fuck it, you know. This is good marketing. You know, so that's what a lot of people do anyway. Like the ones that run for office, they do it for the marketing. They're like, eh, that's what probably Trump did, you know? That's what people said because he ran or almost ran the first time back uh, when it was Romney and Obama and he failed. But he didn't care because he wanted the, the marketing stuff. Like, look, Trump, and they talk about you for months on the media because you're the crazy candidate and you get some good promotion, good exposure. It's probably if if Joe actually went in went in for it for that, maybe it would have been a smart move. But he actually wanted to win, uh, and I can imagine him actually. If he did, it would have been no different than the Trump scenario, which is maybe like halfway through he goes, "Oh shit, I I could actually win." What the fuck? I didn't, I didn't know I could win. Wait a minute, I'm gonna be president. I'm gonna have tigers in the White House. And no, he took it too far. Ended up costing him everything. Jeff tricked him, fucked around with him. 
And then this is the part of the documentary that they don't even like mention in detail, which I wish they did. Joe Exotic basically in prison instructs his latest husband because his old one left him. And by the way, both husbands turned out to not be gay. He kind of like convinced these meth heads, the first two, that they just want to suck dick because maybe they lack dick. You don't know. But it's like you taking advantage of a meth head. That's how bad meth is. If you're that desperate and you're in this fucking zoo with one guy from Oklahoma who wants to stick his dick in you whilst five tigers are roaming outside, it's growling all night. And you can hear his voice say, hey, come on, do you not like dick? Come on, do you want some weed? Do you want some of that meth? And he converted them. And the sentence was, I can't remember where the reference was from. Something about, when you, you watch porn, right? You like porn? The guy goes, yeah, yeah. He says, well, do you like watching the guys with the, the small dicks or the big dicks? And the guy says, oh, bigger dicks. Oh, yeah. And then some part of you likes watching dicks. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically the gist of it. That's his logic of how you might be gay. I can imagine him, like, actually, you know, like, just giving them just enough math. Like, come on. Like, just take the logic. Come on. You see, come on, baby. If you think about it, is it? Do you like the big dicks? Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's it, that's it. Big dicks. Like he trains his tigers. Sit, sit, sit. Sit on your knees. Sit. Mouth open. Mouth open. Open mouth. Huh? And then just answer it. Okay. Oh, good boy. Mess. Creepy shit. Both of them admitted in the docuseries that they weren't gay. Both of them, even the first guy left him and married one of the, you know, the desk or cler- cler- clerical girls or whatever they call them. The ones at the reception. And married her. Second guy, this is the part I'm not going to spoil for you. But you know. That's that's the most intense part of the whole freaking thing. And this third guy, this is what I'm getting to. It's a long way around the block to get to this port, but uh, port park. It. Joe's in prison, instructs him to get all the freaking paperwork, all kinds of shit that apparently he has, not just on Carol Baskin, but stuff on Jeff. And even Jeff says there's more to Beryl, Carol, Beryl, Carol Baskin's story. There's a lot more to it. And then they say there's more to Jeff and that he's hiding shit. And he's a sleazy scumbag, as you can see. By the way, that that's not a nanny. There's no way that's a fucking nanny, okay? Because you don't like you don't promote yourself with that image, be like, that's a nanny. Maybe she had it in in the column as you know, service girls in, in Las Vegas will role play as nanny, police officer, wildlife expert, biologist. And then just good old dick sucker. Maybe. But I bet you she's not a nanny. The only thing she's nursing is um, a few like hick-like egos. But yeah. The whole, the whole experience is weird. Every one of these... Something about owning tigers and pets and animals apparently drives you crazy. It's just like when I say Florida has something in the soil. just just makes people insane. Like some dark, ancient evil. Like if you can imagine like shit from mythology where somebody cursed the very earth 
that you stand on because of some sin, some original sin, you know, that's something we, we fucking really fucked up. Like somebody was like pillaging, burning and raping shit. Ancient death summons like 600 demons from the earth. That level of like taint and corruption in the ground itself that just for thousands and thousands of human history and years will just drive people crazy. I need tigers. I don't know why. Something, something in the ground is telling me. I need more tigers. God damn. The whole documentary, by the way, he's doing... I thought he was, like, doing an impression or something, or it was a tick. But then when I saw the teeth on his first husband, I was like, ah, meth. Good old meth. That is amazing. I don't know what what is the obsession. Let's get a fucking dog. There are big dogs that are already difficult to manage. Why do you want more than that? And this guy wants this shit. That at least has some, some precedence. <laughs> All right, what is the next thing I'm going for? Yeah, I'm going to show you, um, based off of the end result of the documentary, like in the, in the end of everything, they actually reopened the case on Carol Baskin. It's real now. It's happening. So this guy is the uh, local sheriff. I, think, I don't know if he's out of Tampa or not. I looked into it earlier. Uh, since Netflix and COVID-19 has made Tiger King all the rage, I figured it was a good time to ask for new leads. Shit, I mentioned Corona-chan. No, YouTube, don't. Don't. Uh, good time to ask for new leads. So he's Sheriff Chad Cron Cronister. Who writes these? Who makes these? <laughs> I had to say right. Because that's how freaking fictional these names sound. As if it's coming out of a comic book. Chad Cronister. Only you can help save the Jack Don Lewis. The cold case. That's uh, the husband, second husband of Carol Baskin and his disappearance. As I said, I had people that I know. People with also close family members. I've experienced it myself, seen it. People that have bipolar condition. They have issues in their lives. And shit gets weird, man. Check out her testimony. Check out our rebuttal. Because there's stuff like even when he went to Puerto Rico, he was weirdly, uh, you know, in, in kind of like communicating with these guys that would sell him old cars and stuff, I guess. And they were they had like a helicopter business and they were notorious for being like mafiosos in Puerto Rico. And he was loaning them money. And one of their signature moves was making people disappear. And that's why they added it to the, the whole thing. But also, Carol... Honestly, even if most of what you're saying is true, and I'm not saying that the way she rebuts it isn't true, all of that shit could be true. He spends money, spends dollars. One of the things she mentions is a, a friend of the, she, they mentioned in the document, I can't remember his name, but a guy that basically is working with that family uh, in the business. And he took advantage of her husband's kind of like dementia or Alzheimer's and the condition. And he'd go up to him. I've seen this happen personally in Saudi and other places where people have businesses and they have, you know, we kind of as a tradition in the Arab culture, we're too embarrassed to say somebody might be going senile and they could be in charge of a mega corporation and people will swindle them. And nobody wants to make that patriarchal figure of the family feel embarrassed over their senile behavior. So they just don't address it. Whilst these guys will take advantage of it. So this guy specifically took advantage of Don Lewis by saying, Oh, by the way, you remember that payment that we were supposed to settle? $2,000. And apparently, Lewis would just like walk around with wads of cash and he just handed him $2,000. And then a few hours later, Carol and some others 
would say that they'd see him asking for the 2,000 again, and Don would just like immediately not even ask and just give him another one. I've seen that behavior happen in real life. And if she didn't experience that, like if she didn't go through it, it's way too specific. It's way too specific a description. So she's either experienced it through somebody else, maybe watched a fuck ton of movies on that shit. I don't know. But that's way too much of a story to kind of make up. But I'm not saying she didn't necessarily get him killed. What I'm saying is if you knew after repeated attempts of trying to save your husband that has fucking issues, that's costing you the money you both made together, if you knew that he's going to get on the plane that can't even make it to Puerto Rico without crashing halfway through, would you stop him? I think Carol didn't stop him from dying. I think Carol is lying about something, but it's not what we think it is. I think there's something here that is constructed, but there's truth mixed in with the bullshit. Or in this case, the tiger shit. But I don't think she fed him to tigers. That's too stupid. I think there are easier ways for her to deal with it. Maybe the septic tank one. But still, I think with somebody like that, they kind of, if they're, if they're mentally deteriorating anyway, and your job is to just basically manage the money loss that these people can do, and, and it can happen. There are some situations where, you know, I, I have a family member that I'm not going to mention. Uh, growing up, they were going through something exactly like this. And I can tell you it was tough. It was tough seeing it happen. Uh, it was hard on the family. And you can't, at first you don't know if it's a condition, you don't know if it's a type of mental deterioration or not. You just think that person is kind of like, you know, they've hit, they've hit the level of power and ego and money and delusion that can do that to people. And that's what I think the gist of this story is. There's so much money, power, and other things going on that there's a level of delusion that kicks into every person, but differently in their own way, uniquely. So it's really difficult to tell when somebody has mental instability or a mental condition that's real from something that's developed over time what I call the Qaddafi syndrome so Qaddafi when he first went into let's say his office as colonel by the way best part is that he never ranked up he's always stayed colonel at least he was honest you know you say whatever you want to say about Qaddafi he was honest he could have given himself a promotion he never did but um yeah, so Qaddafi syndrome is basically he, he went in as a normal dude, but at the end of all the power, the, the control, the yes men, the people that would just you know bow down no matter what, tell him he was awesome no matter what, the echo chambers, basically he's in a video game you'd call it unlocking God mode. And if you spend way too much time in that mode, you just lose touch of what reality is. You just go crazy. But there are people that just have that. It's genetically a disease or a flaw it can kick in, whether it's dementia, Alzheimer's, or anything else. And I think, honestly, that's what happened to Don. I think shit went down, went wrong, and um, and it just didn't, didn't work out well, and it cost them a lot. And if it meant that, you know, Carol was just going to look the other way whilst he was, like, playing Russian roulette with Puerto Ricans... She would have just looked the other way. I think at one point she was like, listen. So yeah, that's it. 
It's a sad story. What's annoying to me is apparently Don Lewis, missing man extraordinaire, has a daughter. I tried to get the graphic, but for, it was not the right format for Sling Studio to, to put up there. But I will, if I'm doing a post-edit, I'm going to show you the actual photo. She's hot too. Don Lewis's granddaughter is like, I'm so Instagram. Oh my God. Like, I'm still on TikTok and I want to talk about my stuff. She's hot. But she's annoying as fuck because she's taking, she's so sick that she's taking advantage of the, the, the whole thing to just basically make herself uh, like a, a TikTok star. Just listen to this shit. Why is it not working? Come on. TikTok me. Damn you, TikTok. God damn it. God damn it. Where is it? There we go. Play. I'm Don Lewis's granddaughter. He was the one that was allegedly murdered by Carol Baskin. First and foremost, I do want to thank the producers for shedding some light on this horrible situation. Um, I haven't heard his voice in over 20 years, and just hearing it was a blessing. So thank you for that. I also want to thank my aunts and grandmother for standing up and talking about this situation. I know how hard it can be because it's still very fresh to my family. Now, what I want to know is, do you, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that she murdered my grandfather? Or do you think he ran away with none of his fucking money? Like, who the fuck would do that? He's a fucking millionaire. If you had $7 million, would you leave it? <laughs> I sure shit wouldn't. <laughs> I also want to thank Joe Exotic for trying to do what he tried this, to do. This is literally what she's doing. Let me know if I can answer some questions. Wow. Let me know if I can answer some questions. Do you know what? I'll give you an example of like immediately where how to spot the bullshit in this, right? This is the post. On the top, lion emoji, smiley emoji, hashtag FYP, hashtag for you page, hashtag Tiger King, hashtag story time, hashtag story time challenge, hashtag Joe Exotic, hashtag butter gloss pop, which I'm assuming is some kind of fucking lip gloss bullshit. And then hashtag crazy shit. Wow. I bet, you, I bet you she doesn't even know who he is. I bet you she didn't fucking find out about his, her grandfather till she actually watched this documentary. You can tell she is. She had no fucking clue. Wouldn't give a shit. She's just thinking, how the fuck can I score some cash off of this? How can I get 100,000 followers? From some taggers. That's it. It's the kind of people we're talking about. I, I'm honestly on Carol's side on this. I feel like they, they knew she was boring. You could tell. She's a little bit of crazy. She's annoying. But she's boring. And the same thing's happening with her husband. The little cuck husband. I had the photo for that as well and disappeared. The guy, he was on a leash. I think they got married. I think it was their engagement. I'm not sure. I might, might be wrong. Might be the honeymoon. He was basically being a tiger. No. He was just like dressed in like this weird flimsy half-naked tiger costume with a leash. A collar. Her holding it. If you love tigers so much, why do you have them on a collar, Carol? God damn it. But honestly, I do believe her in the sense that I don't think she has malicious intent. 
I think she might be charged of like negligence, perhaps something else. I don't know. It's it's a weird one, that's for sure. There's a lot of people taking advantage of this shit. And ever since it all happened, like I said, the cold case is reopened. A lot of people trying to investigate and find out what's the truth. And you know, out of all the craziness, all the bullshit, because I do believe that Joe Exotic is not a good person. He's charismatic, for sure. He's fun to watch, for sure. But he's a terrible human being! He is a terrible human being. You can see it halfway through. It goes from <laughs> funny motherfucker to what the fuck just happened. Sorry, man. The guy runs a cult. The guy converts people to dick. That in, that in itself is a kind of evil if you think about it. <laughs> not Not the fact that, you know... Dick loving is the problem. It's just the conversion there. Using meth. Come on. Dick. See it? Stand up. Dick and attention. Cut. And down. That's not the worst part, man. The worst part is the fact that this guy didn't give a fuck. It's a sad story because you could see the videos, the early days, how much he he had passion for the whole thing. And he did it because of the whole thing. And said it was brother dying. He wanted to kill himself. His dad treated him like shit, like garbage, because he was gay. I can imagine being gay in Oklahoma. Being a redneck is not the easiest thing in the world. So that humble beginning, that start was real. I feel like it was genuine. But then it turned into this most paranoid, megalomaniac, evil napoleonic complex shit that just went down a spiral a dark dark spiral with like bombs and explosions and helicopters and fucking grand theft auto on roids it was just really messed up man at the end of all of it really fucking weird so i want to show you guys the last thing i feel like was the saddest part the whole show to me was this guy the whole time, this guy, Cowie, this guy was like the guy that got fucked over the most, I feel personally, because he had to run that zoo. And they didn't really tell his story that well, but he was just like, God damn it, man. Can we just fucking focus on the tigers? Can we just look? I just, I just want to take care of tigers, man. God damn it. God damn Carol Baskin, all this shit. Because they didn't want to lose the zoo. They were like, stop obsessing over Carol. Why are you letting this sleazebag Jeff into this picture? Why are you losing our money? Why are you losing what we built here as a family? Okay, maybe we can, we, maybe she's going to take away the, you know, the cub petting. Which is not a wrong thing. You guys are fucking doing surgery in the savannah in the backyard. They don't even have a proper center. I checked Carol. She's a full fucking hospital dedicated to that shit. This guy's just been left in the dust, him and the other people that worked at that place. And I can't help feeling sad for him. Or the guy, the producer. I wish I got his photo. He's, this guy, the producer with the hat, the cowboy hat, he's, he's from Texas. And he's he just, 
he is the most calming, soothing, look, I can make you money kind of guy. He's the guy you start off the quest in chapter one in. He's like, look, listen, you just follow my lead. We can make money. I just want to retire. I'm done with this shit, man. I'm done with this shit. He has another interesting story. And I wish that was told as well. A bit more in depth. But I bet you he's the guy that got the Netflix people on board. He's the guy that told them, listen, this fucker just burnt his whole studio. The broadcast studio, which was like 50 people in one little bunker-sized house with thousands of hours of footage. You know, broadcasting equipment, recorded footage for the reality TV show, live streaming, all kinds of shit. All of it was under contract. And part of the deal was he gets to keep the rights to that film. And Joe Exotic panics because he thinks Carol Baskin has shit on him. And the accusation first comes towards this guy, the producer, that he was responsible for torching the place. And then everybody turns around, the staff and everybody else, later on the documentary say, no, we think it was Joe. God damn, Joe, lit it up. God damn it. Yeah. Took down the gators. Those poor gators. Oh, I can't believe she hired somebody to to burn those poor gators. And the footage, I mean, too. The evidence, whatever you want to call it. I don't think he's a good guy. I think they're all insane. I think they all have issues. I think a bunch of them need to be, like, focused on, laser focused on. Especially the Bhagavarati guy, the <laughs> Doc Antle. There's a freaking weird temple. There's some weird cultish shit going on there, man. They said, like, there's rumors that he basically has a crematorium where he freaking destroys tigers in the back. The ones that don't make the cut. It's messed up. But yeah. I don't know where this goes. I don't know what people, how people feel about the whole thing. I get my phone because I remember the other day I put out a, a poll. I think 70% of people said they should check the septic tank. But it's all fun and games. But the thing is, you're destroying her life. Like, she, I, I hope she gets to sue them. Because she could, by the way. And I bet you Netflix would settle almost immediately. They'd just be like, yep, take the money. We don't care. Take the money. We're going to make a ton more later on anyway. That's about it. Ton, fuck ton more money. We don't care what you think. We don't care if you feel like we hurt, hurt your reputation. What do you want, 50 mil? Done, Bubba. Khalas. So that is the uh, the weirdest thing about the whole the whole show. Is that I feel like maybe she was misrepresented. And people are kind of like destroying the whole thing. They're destroying her life. Like, I, I know there's going to be a lot of people supporting her because of it as well. But, man, the mental insanity she could be going through, knowing full well she hasn't done shit. But that she just knows. There are people that just look guilty, man. I've met people that no matter what they say, they always sound guilty. Because they're just not charismatic. They're boring. And they just say what the, the truth is. And they just try to write down documents. They're like, look at this, look at this, look at this. But no matter what, you're like, no, man. I like Joe. I want to feel like he got fucked over. Come on, let me feel like he got fucked over. 
that's uh, I think that's the the gist of that one. I'm, I'm looking for any questions that were submitted earlier. I can't seem to find <coughs> the poll. I think it's gone from yesterday. But uh, it was around 70% people that said, yeah, look into the septic tank. I don't believe it. I don't think she did it. I think she's just probably guilty of negligence uh, at, the, at the most. But yeah, back to this part of the world. Oh, it's gone twice. There we go. Go into the chat. This is going to be Q&A time. At least a little bit of it. If we don't get to go into the 30 minutes, I'll cut it early because I'm, I've got a massive headache. And I just want to fucking pass out earlier today if I can. But what do you guys think? Would you like to see the Tiger King equivalent of a Middle Eastern sheikh? Somebody in a position of power? Our Scarface? Because this is the part that I'm going to go into delusional thinking, right? And ego. This is going to be a bit more personal. And like I said, I know people in my own life that have had to deal with this. This story is so familiar to me. Especially women that have to deal with guys that are slowly deteriorating. So that's why I recommend going to her website. Carl Baskin uh, has a website, bigcatrescue.org. Refuting Netflix Tiger King. Just read that shit because she backs it up. The circumstantial evidence... The, the people that they were interviewing, the people they didn't interview, even the other guys, even some of the other guys were saying a lot of it was circumstantial, that they, there was a lot more evidence that the Netflix uh, docuseries didn't present, that they left out. So I think they just left in the good parts. Not that it's not true, just that it was, you know, intentionally put into a specific context. But this kind of shit, it all starts because people can't just fucking let go. They can't let go of a, an ego battle, a delusional battle, a point in their life when they're thinking, hey, the only thing that matters is me winning a war. The only thing that matters is me saying that I'm the right person. I'm in the right. The problem is, is that I feel like those wars are meaningless, not because of just the end result, but because you're not, it's, you're slowly going to make it not worth the fight anyway. If you don't care about the money and you're like, I don't care about losing the money, well, what about the people in your life? Is it worth it saying I won? At the end, if, if, you're, if you're just going to lose every single freaking person that ever had any trust in you, that ever believed in you, why can't you just think of the Tigers instead? It seems pretty clear to me that even if you wanted to win, you could have played a smarter game. And I don't think Joe was smart enough. And that's what makes him endearing, by the way. That's why people love him. Because he just wears his heart on his sleeve. And wears his dick on his other sleeve. And then he just slaps him together. But Joe is endearing because he's, uh, he lives in his moment. The other guys, you can tell the other zoo wardens and, and you know owners... They all are pretty smart about keeping the media out and not getting involved. Doc Antel was a um, fake Indian guy. Why are you pretending to be Indian, dude? I don't understand. He's so white. 
even in his younger photos, you can see him. He looks like he's in, going going to a Conan the Barbarian convention. He's so weird. But he's at least smart enough to know not to slander. He knows the cameras are on him. He understands the format. He understands what Carol Baskin is. He understands what everything is. And he's just like going to be a bystander to this whole thing and make comments. And the same applies to the other criminal, Jeff Lowe, the skeezy slumbag, scumbag, slumbag, slumlord, scumbag. Any case, they all know. Keep your shit together. Don't say anything you shouldn't say. Don't implicate yourself. Don't close doors early on. Because they're all playing a freaking chess game. Every single one of them. Except the boring couple. <laughs> the boring couple are playing chess, but they're playing traditional like politics like in New York, in D.C. We're going to do it this way. We're going to get at them with the lawyers this way. And then we're going to do this. And we're going to do... People that know how to do that have gone through a lot of shit. So it's ironic that there's something about tigers that make people that delusional, that egotistical, that maniacal. And there was a moment the, that they talk about the guy that – one of the guys that was um, – that Joe sold and a bunch of other owners sold some cubs to and other exotic animals. And this guy was a drug dealer. The, the second I saw it, the second I saw the Miami mansion, I was like, what the fuck? Who is this guy? Wait, hold up. He went to prison? Like, because they talk about him like he, he was this, just this exotic animal owner. Bought all kinds of weird shit. And then they say, no, no, no. This guy actually smuggled freaking cocaine inside snakes that they opened up surgically. Stuffed cocaine in. Like they're Prada bags or some shit. And just sewed the Mac up and snuck him through airports. Because apparently the fine is like is easier to deal with if it's a snake, like uh, illegal animal handling, than it is cocaine. And I'm assuming, I don't know what would happen at the airport, why they wouldn't look like, hey, look, there's a fucking huge stitch on this snake and it's dead. Why is it stitched up? So, um, plastic surgery. Oh. No, dude, obviously there's something fucking going on. They stuffed drugs in them and they didn't care if they died or not. And this guy... And he says that somebody that he worked for, sorry, somebody that was working for him shot an ATF officer. A federal officer killed the guy and apparently he got sawed, like they sawed him up with a, like some kind of freaking buzz saw or some shit to cut up the body. And they got caught for that. And he was able to prove in court that it was not his, like it was not him directly responsible for the murder. So the guy takes the fall for his drug dealer overlord, the kingpin in Miami. And I, the whole time I'm like, wait, how? even if he did that, the guy fucking will be serving life. How is he out in this documentary talking to us if he j killed a federal officer? A drug dealer at that scale. And, and then they say, oh, he, he won an appeal. What fucking judge is going to give an appeal? How much power do these fuckers have? What is it about exotic animals, like when you feel like there's a Russian overlord, like a crime lord, and there's that bear chained up in the corner? There's something about owning an animal that is like a, a status of like, go fuck yourself. But it also is a sign of that old school Napoleonic, imperial, like Roman, I will let Rome burn and not give a shit because I'm crazy. 
The guy says I'll, Scarface was based off of me. The scene in the movie where they're they're moving like money bags to the to the bank. And he was like, and he was so proud of it. He's like, in the movie they say like, uh, I, I can't do his accent, but he's like, uh, the movie they say, uh, like they're bringing people over to move bags in the, into the place in the bank. I did it to myself. Like one guy did it himself. He's like so proud of it. I lifted all the bags myself. Didn't need any help. Dude, nobody gives a shit about that. What you like? You retired. Talk about the part where you got away with freaking murdering a federal officer. I don't know even how you could murder a state trooper or a cop and get away with it, let alone a federal officer at a federal level and win an appeal. That is some high-level bullshit. Some high-level bribery going on. He probably trained a tiger to suck somebody's dick off in, in the Senate. Brought in Joe. Rich, hey, Bessie, you go. Huh? Sen- Senator Mark, sit down. Just sit down. She's going to love you right now. Come on. It's an intense story, bro. I highly recommend it to everybody because, as I said, it's a case study on delusion. Step one to step 10, 20, whatever it is. You choose when you want to get off the crazy train. There are so many points where you're like, I, I'd get off here. Play that game. Be like, you, there's no way it can top this. Every time you go through, you're like, there's no way it can get worse than this. There's no way it can get worse than that moment. I would exit right here. I would bail right there. But that shit sneaks up on you, man. It's so easy to say it now after the fact. But I feel like that shit can sneak up on you. It's the same psychology that develops in Nazis. As you're doing small things one after the other. You're like, oh yeah, I'll I'll say yes to that. That's right. Oh, okay, we can do this. Oh, that's fine. And then... One day you wake up and you're the master race. The bad is the choice. It's a case study, man. All right, we're done. I think we're done. I'm not seeing any questions. Everybody seems pretty entertained. The five or four of you that are here. And it's been an interesting night with an interesting topic. I honestly want to see something in the Middle East happen with this. I want an explanation. To why we're obsessed with animals as well. What is it about owning a menagerie? What is it about owning freaking wildlife that makes us feel special? Falcons, I get it. I do. Like there is a little bit of that same thing going on. But with falcons, it's more of like uh, prestige. Some tribal connection with something that hunts for you. That you admire and you write poetry about. The same thing happens with horses. That connection to the horse. Weird one sometimes. Some weird vibes there. Like a Tijuana donkey show vibe. But still, I can understand the romanticism. I can understand the poetry. I can understand the connection to the earth. To older traditions. And I would respect that. A hundred times over. People that just basically buy a tiger off of eBay. Like the Kuwaiti chick. Somali eBay, I guess. But that's, uh, I guess that's the lesson, man. Don't fucking own a tiger. Just get a dog. Or a cat. And a haddock. That's it. That's the end of the show, guys. Thank you for tuning in.
This has been uh, another Bedouin Banter episode, but it's uh, specifically the Banter Ranter series. I call it the isolation hour, but we, we, I always go over an hour anyway. I want to leave room for anything else in case it does come up. Uh, I will be talking to you guys soon about another episode. There might be another episode this week. Hit my hat for some reason. Another episode this week that uh, we'll, we'll be talking about some of the um, the stuff with the Corona-chan. And finding out whether or not we can talk about it because there are some people that got into trouble in Bahrain. This girl specifically that was uh, spreading misinformation and telling people, you know, not to basically use delivery guys. But I don't want to cover it before I know what the details are on YouTube because people are getting strikes. People are getting removed from platforms on social media because they're talking about COVID. And I don't want to do that. So to avoid causing any kind of uh, delay or disruption in the channel, I'm going to let it go for a bit and find out what, what I'm going to do about it. Um, and also, might I might have an episode coming up with Mike Donovan, if I can get him in studio. We're going to talk about the ex, kind of the, like the expat angle to this whole thing. How he's dealing with isolation, how he's dealing with life in Bahrain after getting off of his slave ship, as he puts it. Uh, and his time in Bahrain uh, ever since things kind of like uh, uh, changed. And, uh, you know, now he has a different life and he has a different kind of expectation from what he wants to do in a community in the island. And he has a lot of insight to the different scenes and people that he's uh, he's been around. So that's going to be an interesting episode. Uh, don't forget, guys, please let people know if you enjoyed the show. Uh, only if you enjoyed it. If you think it's garbage, just let them know that it's garbage. Maybe they they're maybe they're garbage people. Maybe they want to watch it. You don't know. Um, give us a like. More importantly, give us a share because all those small things kind of add up to the YouTube uh, algorithm. Lets YouTube know that people liked it and they'll might suggest it to people that also enjoy the same kind of content. So every little bit helps. Uh, and don't forget the audio platform. The audio version of this podcast will be up by either tomorrow or day after. So you can go on there as well to listen if you want. We won't have all the imagery. I have to remember, but keep reminding me. Give me feedback. Tell me, Khalid. By the way, every time you go on a show and you have images, you don't describe what's in the image. We're listening on the podcast, on the audio side of things. So your feedback really helps, guys. Appreciate it. All right. That's it for me, guys. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I'll be calling it a night. See you guys. going to go play some Doom to 2016. I'm still catching up. Don't judge me. Thank you.